But one of the things that goes unattended to frequently is what you just mentioned, which is the fact that so much of the population of young people of color do not know at the high school age level that there is even an opportunity that exists within the larger creative universe for them to have a, a career that could include drawing things or writing things or unlocking problems or creating technology solutions. And so the high schools become that advocacy group for us that helps young people pre-college to be able to be introduced to the industry as a possibility for their future. Created for the MAPE community by the MAPE community. Left Unsaid is a podcast where we speak our truth, celebrate our talents, tell our stories, and explore what matters most to us. It's time to leave everything on the table and make sure nothing is left unsaid. Welcome to another episode of Left Unsaid. I'm your host, Carl Desir. And as always, I'm excited about this conversation we're about to have, but this, this particular conversation holds a special place in my heart. We have the co-chairs, the board of directors of the 4A's Foundation here to really just get real and talk about all that's going on, what's the foundation, what are the plans. I just, I just can't wait. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we're going to get into it. Uh, Russ and Jeff, who wants to go first? Let's get it going. Who are you? Well, let the beautiful the one go first. You go first, Rustin. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> this is an audio or video? Oh, this is, this is, this is audio. So it's a be- you have a beautiful audio voice. You have a voice for radio? I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Rustin Spurlock. It, it, it is an absolute pleasure to be here, Carl, and to have a conversation about the foundation. I've spent uh, over, over, almost over 30 years in the industry started my career at Young and Rubicom, then I transcended into Leo Burnett and also J. Walter Thompson. Of that time, a lot of it was it was based abroad. So I'm not sure if we're going to talk about personal journeys, but the makers might want to hear about my personal journey with respect to my interest in international affairs and, and my career. And I've been serving on the board. I had the pleasure of serving on the board of directors um, for four years, five years. Uh, after a, a stint in Beijing with J. Walter, I came back to New York and I started with Jay Walter, and I really wanted to try to figure out different ways to contribute. And so I had a conversation with our good brother, Al Benoit, who kind of pulled me into the circle <laughs> of the forays, and I started with the high school initiative, and I've been a part of it ever since, and it's been hugely gratifying, and, and, I, and I certainly love partnering with my, my man Jeff here as co-chairs. So we'll get into it later, but it's a pleasure to be here. And I want to thank you, Carl, for, for the podcast, but all what, what you've done in terms of your contributions with the 4As and with MAPE specifically. Oh, thank you, Rustin. Thank you. And yes, we will we will get into the personal stories because that's that's part of the conversation, right? Yep, it's how yep. you ended up, how you both ended up here right. doing your thing with the foundation. Jeff, tell the people who you are. Yeah, so Jeff Monahan, I'm the founder and creative director at Proper Villains a brand strategy and design studio in Boston. I've spent my career uh, just about 30 years as well on the opposite side of the universe of the creative space than Rustin has in the sense that my whole experience has been in starting and running small studios. You know, while Rustin's experience comes in the door with all of the big brands that you that you heard, Proper Villains is the fifth small business that I've started both in Boston and in New York City. So my experience is all, you know, sort of in the Northeast of, of the U.S. in that sense. My involvement with 4As started in the early 2000s when I joined the New England Council 
and I've been connected ever since. I'm currently the chair of that New England Council, as well as being the co-chair here at the foundation. It was also on the, uh, the council in New York when there was a council in New York, when, when there was a regional council. And I'm also a founding member of the new CX Council brand strategy team. So spent a lot of my time with 4As folks. So y'all, y'all keep them busy, huh? <laughs> yeah. what, what, I, what I love about your, just your experience is like getting that big, small agency, big, small business experience at the, the helm of the foundation, I think is so, so critical, especially as the foundation, we'll get into it, the foundation grows and has to reach so many different types of organizations and make sure that folks have experience across the board. Really, really excited that you two are at the helm of this. And they're going to be pushing it forward. So as you know, because I know you listen to every episode of the podcast, we do the red, yellow, green check-in. Red being, and this is a way for us to just kind of know where we're coming in, how we're coming in. And red being a representation of like, ah, I'm not, I'm here virtually, physically, but I'm, I'm not here mentally. I'm distracted. Green being, I am 100% here, ready to go. Yellow being, I'm somewhere in the middle. Make up a color, do this. I, I I realized actually preparing for this that I don't usually do the check in, which is kind of like defeats the point. I, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever done it in one of the, the episodes. So let's do the check in with Carl. Let's do, let's do the check in. How, how, how are you, man? I think I think maybe I've done it like once. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I'm coming in like solid yellow, right? Like I'm I'm excited for this. But there's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on professionally, personally. My sister's getting married this weekend. So I got a lot on my mind. Um, But I'm coming in yellow, but I'm here for this conversation. Yeah. That's how I'm coming in. All right. I'm I'm coming in light green. I'm coming in light green. Um, I've got a lot going on. I'm actually taking our first vacation. We're going to a lake house for a week next week. And I'm kind of wondering what that's going to look like from a vacation standpoint, since we're always on Zooms. And so it's been interesting for me to, to, to use this week to try to clear my de- the deck chairs in terms of work, but um, also to carve out some time for my family. So, uh, But I'm absolutely here for this conversation, 100%. Yeah, and I, 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 uh, I'll give you the designer's answer. I'm somewhere in the gradient between green and yellow. <laughs> um. <laughs> love it yeah yeah maybe maybe short short truce i'm always down for chartreuse yeah 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 that's that's where i'm at man and, and for the same reason carl i mean I, I i don't have a vacation coming up so rust and i'm now officially envious but uh you know lots of things happening professionally uh the personal you know personal side of things is is fine on my in my world which is amazing um, but professionally lots happening. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely focused in here, but nice. Yeah. Voices in the back of my brain poking at me. Yeah. I hear you. Those, those voices always, they can get loud, they can get quiet, but they're always there. Yes. Always there. Well, again, it's, it's good to have you both, no matter what color you're coming in, it is great to have you both here on the podcast to talk about, uh, the foundation. And what's going on? Yeah. And Rustin, to your point before that, I I think I want to know, and I hope the listeners want to know, like about your personal journey and what led you actually to get involved. I mean, Jeff, you've been so involved with the four A's, but what really has gotten you, like, what was that path that got you here to really lead this this charge of like this, like such an evolution of the foundation? 
Yeah, it's a great question. Do you want to hit it, Russ? Do you want me to go first? Right. Yeah, why don't you hit it off here? So, um, I, as you mentioned, I, I've been involved with Four A's for a long time, and my my professional journey with this whole you know foundation, the, the idea of the foundation, the, the motivations behind it, its intentions, probably started to become more solidified for me when I was involved on the New York Council while I was running a studio in Soho. While I was on that council, I had the opportunity to be part of the team that helped weigh in on the development of the I Am High School, uh, the first high school um, in Brooklyn, or Long Island, I should say, um, that 4As was involved with. And that experience was incredibly formative for me in the sense of opening my eyes to an entire universe of people and problems and opportunities that I had previously been mildly aware of, but not as astutely aware of. And so that experience was really interesting for me and incredibly gratifying. I remember I, when I came back to Boston several years later, reading about the first graduating class from that high school you know, literally brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right? I, mean, I was there. And oh, I was there you just go. Like, yeah, is, it's just unbelievable, right? And so it's it's been a soft spot for me since then as far as, you know, understanding the journey that young people of color go through trying to get into a business that has been predominantly run by people who look more like me than not. And it's... It, you know, it's it's even informed today as as the chair of the New England Council, we're trying to build a high school here in, in Boston that's taking all of the lessons learned from the, the two New York high schools, both I am and Mecca, and building on that and, and putting something in place that can become a permanent signpost for the industry. So that's really where it started for me. And then when the opportunity arose to serve on the foundation board and get involved in, you know, the furthering the mission that had, be, that had been started back in the 70s when MAPE was launched, it was a, you know, for me, it was a no-brainer to, to, to jump in. And when the opportunity to serve alongside Rustin as co-chairs came up, it was, you know, it's been awesome. It's been absolutely awesome. I'm honored by the opportunity and humbled by the people that we serve with on the board. And we've, you know, the, the board is just an, a collection of incredible people with massive backgrounds and big insight and experience. And so I think both Rustin and I are thrilled to be in the place that we are right now um, in helping to sort of lead this transformational moment for the foundation. Well said, Jeff. Well, well said. And I just want to give a quick shout out to both Mecca and I am. Yeah. And all, listen, I, I, bit, I was there from the beat. Uh, well, not the beginning of I am, but very close to the beginning of I am and the beginning of Mecca and those schools Super and the cool. four A's and the foundation have put in a lot of work to give folks a different set of opportunities that they weren't experienced. Because Jeff, as you mentioned, like what folks of color have to get in and I'm not that young anymore but just remembering my time trying to get in having gone to some of the most prestigious universities in the world and still not knowing about advertising right it's like yeah things like Mecca I am and you know the high school y'all are gonna trying to be in Boston or will open the doors for so many people and that's that's exactly it and and you know, we, we, we often focus as an industry and not incorrectly on the issues that we've got with retaining talent within the industry once we've brought them in the door. Um, so there's a lot of work done and still needing to be done on welcoming people of color into the industry, 
um, and providing pathways for them for long-term success within the industry. But one of the things that goes unattended to frequently is what you just mentioned, which is the fact that so much of the population of young people of color do not know at the high school age level that there's even an opportunity that exists within the larger creative universe for them to have a, a career um, that could include drawing things or writing things or unlocking problems or creating technology solutions. Um, and so the high schools become that advocacy group for us that helps young people pre-college to be able to be introduced to the industry as a possibility for their future. Yeah. And let me, and I think another, what I, what I noticed in my time there and, and understand personally is also like, it also is a great way to educate the parents as well mm -hmm. so Absolutely. that they can give that support to say like, well, That's this right. is actually a career and this is something you can do and you can make money, you can provide for your family, you can do all these things That's right. that That's right. maybe were only visible through certain avenues. So there's, there's so much in, you know, having a high school that goes, you know, yes, it's the, it's the, the students, but it goes so much beyond that to educating a community That's correct. as well. Uh, so, um, yeah, such great work. I and mean, we could talk about the high schools like forever. And maybe, maybe that needs to be another episode. Just, just talking about the high, each section of the foundation, but we need to, we need to get there to learn about them and then sure. come back to that. So Rustin, share, share your journey. And yeah, and what, yeah. Well, you know. I haven't been a unique one. In fact, uh, I, I landed in the advertising industry after being abroad for two years. So my first passion was really surrounded around international affairs, language and culture. My father, it starts into my DNA. My grandfather was one of the first black foreign service officers uh, in this country. Uh, and my mother grew up in Asia. Um, and so when I turned 18, I was about to go to UVA uh, to start my, my studies. My parents had the bright ideas to send me to Japan for a gap year by myself. I didn't have a passport. Uh, I knew a little bit of Spanish, and they uh, they kicked me over to Japan to kind of uh, get me out of my comfort zone. And it was absolutely because the Spanish would be helpful in that. Oh yeah, absolutely, especially yeah. the accent. So you know, I'm I'm all about you know looking back in pathways and transformational moments, and that was clearly one of the transformational moments for me was to 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 you know shed my ethnocentricities and and go into a foreign culture. Um, and so that, and, and really to uh, discover that this was a uh, international was a real passion of mine. And so when I came back from, from New York, I ended up going back to Japan and I came back and I said, well, now I need to trade a craft to, to, to understand how I want to kind of make my way in the world. And I was introduced to a, a gentleman who was a friend of my father at Young and Rubicon. And I had a very specific vision in that I wanted to learn a craft and, and meld my interest in international and start a career. Didn't know a word about, didn't know anything about advertising. And he gave me a shot. He said, well, we have a training program. And I want to talk about this because I think training is a big part of this thing and mentorship. And I said, sure, I took it. And, I, and he was looking at me as a guy who was focused. Um, obviously, I knew Japanese and they had a partnership with Dentsu, which obviously helped him out a lot. But the whole notion of access and exposure to this industry, I get a fell into simply because of a relationship with my father had. And it wasn't structured. And so throughout my career, I've always wondered about how do some people have access and exposure to this industry and some don't, particularly folks of color. And so when I came back from, the Beij from Beijing on my assignment with JWT and I started having conversation with Al and he talked, talked to me about the, uh, the high schools, I thought this is exactly the type of programming that we need to expand the aperture of this industry, this amazing industry that has so many different capabilities and strengths and, and really um, 
uh, I would say things that you can get into from a, a from a capability standpoint. At the heart of it is creativity, right? But there's just so many different skill sets around creativity that um, I think are attractive that a lot of people don't have a, uh, an understanding about. So really, my whole focus and interest in that point was to really to support the the team at the four A's and with um, the high school initiative. And at that time, and then we kind of transitioned to moving into the foundation in which our aperture and our mission has moved from, I would say, access to exposure now to merely talking about mobility, about once you get into the industry, what are the schools, the skills, what are the, what are the, the support metrics you need to be able to have a longstanding career in this creative industry, which has really moved from, I would say, agencies to now this great kind of uh, universe that is so much more... I would say diverse with respect to pathways that you can experience in this industry. So it's a long-winded to say, I fell into it through a, a, a personal connection that I think um, was just very, very lucky. And, and it was just a, a happenstance thing that happened for me. And what I'm really interested in is trying to figure out different pathways to provide exposure, access for, for, for kids of color, um, because this industry has given me so many gifts um, and it would be uh, my part to try to expand those gifts um, and pathways for, uh, for young kids. Yeah, what well, such a first, we're, I mean, we're recording this a couple days after Memorial Day, so thank your father for his service. And, you know, it's like I, I was writing down some notes here and it was like, right. you know, awareness, access, training, support, all the things. Me, because I think of myself, like, you know, you mentioned JWT, which this, my, my aunt is Rosemary Ryan. And without that connection being like, and she was just great at being like, yo, meet this person, meet this person, you know, learn about this industry because I knew nothing about it. And, you know, without that access, you know, I probably would not have gotten into advertising. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because I didn't know. Um, And I think just like I was thinking about that, that, that kind of journey of like, first, you need to be aware, then you need to have that access. Then you need that training, and then you need that support throughout your career. That's right. Which absolutely right is so um, so yeah. critical, so critical. Um, so both I love I love the fact that both of you have such different journeys here, and bring so much um, experience, expertise, insights to how the foundation can evolve for the future. That you know. And, and help talent that the in the ad industry and others. Let's be honest; these these folks go everywhere. Um, uh, I'm. I think I want to start. Kind of just, what is the foundation? And I think you know, what does it do? And also, I think an important question: How is it different from the four A's? Yeah, it's a it's a those are it's a terrific set of questions, and it was actually. A set of questions that Rustin and I started to unpack as we took the helm of the the co-chair positions o- over the past period of time. It was, as you probably remember from your time at 4As, not necessarily articulated very clearly what the differences were between the mission of the foundation and the mission of 4As. And not for any particularly bad reason, just, you know, it, it just ended up evolving in that sense. Um, but so one of the things that we've been looking to do is identify clearly what those differences are so that not only the internal teams within both of those organizational structures, but the external audiences can understand simply um, what the differences are. For us, one of the the sort of delineating factors uh, that we've identified is that 
the foundation is here to serve underrepresented talent, to make them aware of the industry, bring them into the industry and welcome them into the industry. And then as Rustin mentioned, provide the skills and the learnings and the experiences that can be helpful for their mobility within the industry. That's sort of its, its core goal and core mission. It, that's different from 4As, which is a membership organization, right? So 4As is here to serve its members, which are all of, you know, include all of the organizations the two of you were mentioning, as well as, you know, everything in between there and my, you know, small studio in Boston. You know, there's 600 member agencies across the country and 160,000 employees that 4As represents. And so the 4As is here to support those members and the talent and the people within that membership from the perspective of and the lens of the, the membership um, uh, organizations, whereas the foundation is about helping the individual people in those underrepresented communities to thrive within that membership. Uh, so that, that's sort of the fundamental difference that we've um, started to articulate. Another thing that has been really important for us is that we've been exploring the idea that the foundation is, as Rustin mentioned, and, and you mentioned a moment ago as well, Carl, this industry has become incredibly complex. You know, over the past 20 years, especially, this industry has the ecosystem of, of what we think of as the advertising and marketing industry sort of holistically has become gigantic. So it's very difficult to think about bringing people into um, the foundation or into the industry and only having them focus purely on advertising. So one of the primary differences with the foundation as well is that we are here to serve the, what we now refer to as the creative industries. So that could be a company making video games. It could be a company making films in Hollywood. Um, it could be an advertising agency or a design studio or a media company or, or anything in between, right? It's, it's any of those organizations or companies that are using creativity to solve the problems and produce the products that they're producing. So that's a much more widespread focus or widened aperture, uh, to, to use the word Rustin just mentioned, um, than forays, which is very focused on advertising and marketing and media. So that's, that's a primary difference as well. Having worked at the 4As for six years and, and run the foundation back when it was literally just scholarships. Yeah. Know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I was just doing some math in my head. The foundation will be 25 years old next year. Right? Started in 1997 that's as right. a way to you know, provide scholarships for underrepresented, um, folks from underrepresented groups to you know, provi uh, get you know, education and, yep. uh, you know, and again, we talk about access and training, you know, to, to come in. And I think just listening to that description now, and now also myself not working in advertising anymore and working in uh, entertainment and technology where I hear people like, well, where's the talent? And I'm like, oh, it's in MAPE. It's coming out of these high schools. It's right. because it's so wide. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I'm just like, basking in the glow of this like such a transformation mm -hmm. such an understanding of where this goes and like you know again like when i was there the foundation was just scholarships now you got mape under the high schools and you have this wide and we're going to keep using the word aperture right right that really provides these things we talk about access awareness access training and support for you know talent from you know underrepresented groups in these industries to really thrive so i think this is like I'm just like this is this is honestly this was like the always the dream 
that we had when I was there for the foundation. So it's so amazing to sit back and watch this, watch this coming into fruition. Yeah, and, and the work that's being done now is is work that can only be done because of the work that you did and everybody else has done over the years prior to Precisely. us coming in. You know, um, we're building on the momentum and the thoughts and the energy and all the goodness that was constructed over all of those years. I mean, Mape is going to be fifty in a couple of years. Yeah, right. That's that is wild. Yeah, yeah. You're probably you're scratching your head, Carl. It's amazing, but. Part of it is is to really understand the the opportunities that this this creative industry can provide, um, but also understand it specifically from a talent perspective, right? Um, and a diverse talent perspective, and understanding how do we how do we provide support um, in an industry that is it is creative and it's difficult, uh, and you have to be resilient. Um, and part of the creative process is is one in which you know, you put your heart and soul into ideas and creation of ideas, but those ideas may not come to light, right? And so it's a terribly, terribly difficult industry with that respect in terms of really providing your skill, your skill sets, your emotions. But at the same time, how do we make sure that uh, you are resilient as you continue on this journey? And, it, and there's no question that uh, it's become more difficult with respect to profit margins, right? It's been more difficult as a result of that, in my belief, um, training programs have not been furthered uh, in the way that they were when I joined the industry. Now, I'm an old guy now, so we're talking a lot of years ago. But it really is, a, is an industry which requires uh, skill sets, development of craft on both the rational and emotional side, right? And so if the foundation can provide on two things. One is better access and exposure to people understand the, the, the vibrancy of this industry, but also on the mobility and the, you know, it's not retention, it's your ability to, to, to survive and thrive in this industry. And that's the other part side of the coin that we're really trying to focus on with the foundation to provide those skills, to provide that support. So people have the training, the, the mentorship, the support that people need to, to to sustain themselves as they continue on their creative journeys. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was, what what comes to mind is a few things. One is like that resilience you mentioned, right? So I remember like when I was coming up in the industry, resilience was just like, stick it out, do it, no matter what, like work 100 hours a week, da da da. And then you see things like Naomi Osaka, right? Who is like, my mental health is more important than the millions of dollars I could be making right now. Right. And then I thought about like what happened to MAPE in 2020, MAPE in the world, right? But what MAPE did in 2020 and shout out to the MAPE team for saying, you know, like, yeah, we can provide the skills, but there's a new skill we need to train. And that's like, we need to build up in folks. And that's this kind of resilience of like, we're all going to make it through such a tough time, right. whether it's a pandemic, whether it's the racial reckoning that's happening or whether it's just your day-to-day -day job. And how do we build that as well? Um, so when I hear you say resilience... I'm like, this is all part of that. And that's that new spin of the foundation and what's needed in this industry now for, for so many people. So, I mean, I'm just sitting here in awe. So I was just going to mention that I'm glad that, that you brought that up, Carl. The, 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 the work that was done last year to pivot MAPE, that was, the work that was done by the, the team at the foundation was truly awesome to use the word in its full form. It was incredible to see 
a small team of dedicated, passionate people get confronted with such a massive challenge. And, you know, for, for those who, who might be listening to this, who, who might not know, take a an on what had been for 45 years leading up to that, an on-site location-driven internship program at the collegiate level. And in a short matter of literally weeks, reconstruct it as a virtual program it was just astonishing truly astonishing yeah. so yeah. gigantic shout out yeah oh tremendous particularly when we're all as human beings trying to center ourselves from the pandemic of ourselves right and so to be able to focus and be oh, able yeah. to pivot this ship in a way and now i i think that there's um, as we enter this kind of new world of hybrid, whatever that's going to be, I think the, the May program is amazingly positioned to be able to take advantage of, of both in-learning, on-learning, off-learning, uh, hybrid learning, uh, and it's amazing. And so uh, kudos to the team. And the other thing that's happened, I think, also as, as part of this um, building on this point of resiliency is, is building that community of Mapers that they can all rely upon themselves, right? And be able to emotionally support themselves as, as, this, as we enter these uncharted territories with respect to our lives and, and, our, and our work. And, and so that's been another part of it that I think has been tremendous that the team has been able to achieve. And, and I, we wanna to continue to build upon that. Yeah, I think, I think we're gonna need a whole episode just you know, giving the team kudos for what they've been able to do over I'm the in. last couple of years and what's gonna yeah, be in the future. Absolutely. And at least like a four hour episode for that. Um, but we've done, so I want to like, I'm like getting really into this conversation because I, I'm so, I'm obviously I'm so invested in this and I have been, um, and I often forget that like not every listener knows all the details of what's the, so we're, we're talking about programs, we're talking about right, schools. Right, sure. So let's just take a step back. Let's take a step back and let's just go through like when you say the foundation. Yes. Right. What, what's there? What's in it? You know? What are the programs? What are the initiatives sure. that the foundation encompasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a terrific question. Um, Rustin, do you want to hit it? You want me to hit it? Okay. So from a programming point of view, right? So what we refer to as programming in the in the sort of nonprofit space, or or what the the outputs, the the actual things that the the foundation produces that are programming. Um, include MAPE, which is the Multicultural Advertising Internship Program, which, as we've been mentioning, was started back in the early 70s. I think it was 73. 1973, yep. It, it, as the, the country's first uh, internship program, collegiate-level internship program, focused on that mission um, and has continued since and has grown to become one of the most respected internship programs in the country. The high school programs, there are two running in New York City. The first one was the... Um, uh, the High School for Innovation and Advertising and Media, which has sort of been shorthanded into IAM, um, which is the former uh, Canarsie High School in Long Island. And then there's the Mecca School in New York, which is the Manhattan Early College of Advertising, which is so named because it is, in addition to being a high school, it includes an optional two-year associate degree program um, that students can roll right into. So um, it's, it's meant to, you know, truly create an extension bridge, um, into the next steps of their career and interests. There are also, as you mentioned, there are scholarship programs. Some of them are on behalf of people within the, um, the advertising industry, leaders, former leaders within the advertising in intern, uh, industry. Um, the other thing that we do is raise funds for all these programs, raise awareness for all these programs. We're going to be developing 
a whole grant cycle where we're going to be applying uh, soon to be able to get funding from other sources uh, outside of the industry uh, to be able to help provide more fuel for some of these programs. I think that covers it. Have I forgotten anything, Russ? Oh, and then there's Vanguard, uh, which is a new program that was launched last year and, and to great success for mid and advanced career level black professionals. Um, it's, a, it's based on a mentorship program intended to help them be able to look you know, further up the food chain within, an, within their businesses and be able to see pathways for themselves um, and, and understand what it's going to take to walk those pathways. Yep. That's quite a bit covering. Yeah, go ahead, Rustin. Well, and, and of course, that the, the success of these programs, particularly MAPE, has allowed the foundation staff to grow. Uh, and so Reem has done a masterful job with respect to, again, making that pivot, but also driving significant revenue gains and the, the growth of the program. And so part of the foundation mission, the board of directors mission, is to support the foundation staff and provide better kind of bench strength and connectivity to them to, to, again, reach their mission. So as we grow as an organization, as the board of directors continues to provide that support, we want to make sure that we are looking at programs that need to be fortified and or built upon, but also additional programs that we need to, either on the access um, exposure side or really like Vanguard on the uh, mobility side, to make sure that, you know, any of the talent that can, is, have, has the opportunity to get in this industry is, is well supportive and, and make sure that they are, ha, have the ability to stay in and not opt out. When I think about you know, some of the other, my, my black colleagues, uh, people of color, color colleagues when they started at Young and Rubicon, very few, very few are in the advertising industry per se. But I would say that they're all tremendously successful executives across the board. Our mission should be to try to retain as much of that amazing talent within the creative industries. Now, they're probably continue to be in creative industries where they're in just different different colors and different shades of that. Yeah, and, and definitely shout out to Rima, vice president at the foundation, for her leadership and really, you know, guiding through such unprecedented times and into the future. Yeah, like I said, we're going to have to have a whole episode just, you know, making sure that they... The whole team gets the recognition they deserve for all this. All right. Um, it, we won't be able to see it on the podcast, but we'll describe it. it we'll describe the, right. the amount of blushing that will happen. Um, and, and you're right. Like, I'm, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, the, the board and uh, there's, you know, folks from all different sides of the creative industries, right? You talk about tech, you talk about media, correct, correct. entertainment. Yeah advertising agencies like this is it's such a you know diverse as far as you know there's even someone from education right there's maple alum on there as well so it's like really really great to see all that coming together to really push the foundation in the way it needs to go um so when you as the co-chairs when you look at kind of what's needed in the foundation where's the foundation headed in the next couple of years. And I know you have it all figured out and you got like a 20 year plan and it's perfect. Right. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got, I got ears oh. everywhere that tell me things. Um, but you know, I, I just, I'm just curious, like what, if you had to say like, what, what, what does the future of the foundation look like? I, I, yeah, I'll take that, Jeff. I, look, I think part of it is 
this year and many others as we continue this journey is is a lot about building the foundation of the foundation to make sure that we are structured in a way to realize our mission, right? And so what does that mean? That means how do we make sure that we have a strategy for grant writing um, and fundraising, right? Philanthropy. How do we make sure that we are putting the proper resource against the programmings that we are kind of working on? Um, is MAPE, what are the ambitions for the MAPE program 20 years from now? Um, and so a lot of it is, is maybe kind of boring and mundane stuff, but it's making sure that the foundational aspects of the foundation are there so that we can properly grow and really reach our mission. Uh, it's, it's, it's part of the kind of business aspects of, of what we need to put in place so that, that we can, we can be, have the, the best, I would say, effective and, and efficient uh, organization going forward. So a lot of that is, is part of, in part of the, that, that effort. And we want to make sure that we're, we're also supporting the, the overall community with respect to the mobility piece. They, everyone calls it retention, but we want to make sure that that, that piece is, is fully represented as well as, as the other side. So the programming that tangibly demonstrates those pieces, those sides of the coin are important. Jeff, I know that we have a couple more pillars that were kind of foundationally part and put together, but a lot of that is really essential for us because we want to make sure that one, the foundation staff is fully supported, but also this amazing board of directors and the talent that we have um, as, as fully able to leverage their talents to support the mission. So a lot of it is, I would say, organizational, foundational, um, but it's, it's certainly important so we can be an effective organization going forward. I was, I was just going to mention that, um, you know, I, I think Rustin's exactly right. You know, we're, we're embarking, we embarked on a strategic planning project uh, early this year to accomplish exactly what Rustin laid out as far as formalizing the thinking underneath the foundation and setting the agenda for it for the coming years. And by doing that, making sure that all of the voices in, around the table within this amazing board are heard, represented, that there's space for everybody to have conversation and bring ideas to the table, as well as with the leadership team from Forays, because that's also an important aspect of, of what it is that we need to make sure we're paying attention to as the co-chairs, as the connection with the Forays proper. And I think that uh, as busy as it seems like the foundation is, and as many things as, as are happening at the moment, to the point you made a, a few moments ago, Carl, I think one of the things that's most exciting for me is giving this board the opportunity to look at a clean whiteboard and think about what the opportunities are to leverage what's been built so far and what else this foundation can look to do and accomplish on behalf of its audience. Uh, you know, there are, there are things that we don't even know about yet. You know, within that structure of the mission of the, of the foundation, there's so much opportunity here. Um, there's so many things to be done. There's still so many rocks to lift. There's so many people to inspire. There's, there's so much to be accomplished. Uh, so getting guidance from that board and figuring out what can be the future is an incredibly exciting aspect of, of where we are in this like little tiny moment in time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what a lot, a lot is resonating with me just because I think there's such, and there always has been such an opportunity 
uh, with for the foundation to do so much. Um, and it's just about you know it's about timing. This this was the time for the foundation to really come into its own. And and Rustin, what like from what again a lot of things you said, but what really is like it's making it its own org, making it its own business, making it its own standalone thing, so it can go do that um, without necessarily having to you know, worry how much funding is coming in that year to make MAPE run, right? And I'm, I mean, again, I'm looking at your board now and with, you know, the folks you have on here, like, this is a great, like, this, this talk about a brain trust, right? You got folks from all over the place who have started businesses, who run businesses, who have been on agency side, who've been, you know, brand side, that from all over. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm really, really excited for the future of the foundation um, and where it's going, knowing that it, Y'all two are leading, and you have such an amazing board and such an amazing 4A's Foundation team there to do it. Um, so good. So good. Um, I, as always, want to be conscious of your time. And this, I mean, come on, we can we can talk about this for days, right? And, like, I, you know, we'll probably have to have you all back on for another episode to talk about how things are going and what's happening. Um and I wanted to make sure we got time because, you know, we always say, you know, want to give you 60 seconds to, you know, leave folks with, with one last thought, with, you know, anything you want to say, make sure you need leave everything out on the table, nothing left unsaid. Like, what would that be? 60 seconds. You can share that 60 seconds. You can each have 60 seconds. It's up to you. <laughs> what would it be? Uh, I'll go first. I, I, I want to circle around on this resiliency part and, and for folks to understand that this is a, an amazing industry that requires tremendous blood, blood, sweat, and tears with respect to work ethic, but also it's a craft. And as you continue to um, go along this journey, there's so much to learn and to continue to learn. But what we want to be able to articulate with the foundation is there's a support network for you to always continue to be resilient, right? And, and, and other people within your cohort, uh, or, or even older, like myself, I, I get tremendous uh, uh, desire to provide mentorship and, and to, to younger folks in terms of my, my, my journey. Continue to rely on institutions like MAPE and others to, to fulfill yourself um, and to continue to be resilient. And you can do it. It's an amazing, amazing journey that you can have in this industry. And I continue to uh, urge you to continue to on the pathway. Excellent. Jeff, any final thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. So I, I think for me, what comes to mind is if there's a, if there's a legacy that can be left behind with the, the work that Rust and I and the board are trying to do uh, with the foundation, it would be making available uh, a, an opportunity and then making that opportunity present and known for people of color, young people of color across the country, that there is this incredible opportunity that exists within the creative space, uh, within advertising, certainly in marketing and design specifically, but also in the in the larger creative industries where there's a possibility for them to have careers in which they're able to perform the craft that they love, that makes them want to get up in the morning. And at the same time, as they're focused on that incredibly, you know, sort of small scale, you know, I'm doing this thing with a pencil and a piece of paper at the moment sort of activity, 
that pencil and piece of paper have the opportunity and the ability to shape our culture. And that is the scope and the scale of our industry in a little tiny microcosm. And if we can share that, the, the gigantic nature of that opportunity with young people of color and inspire them to get into the industry and see themselves leading that cultural way for all of us in the future, then we'll have not done a bad job. Yep. Amen. Amen, yep. Jeff. Both. That's great. Uh, thank you both for those final thoughts. Thank you both for the work you've done in this industry, the work you're doing with the Forays Foundation. Thank you both for spending some time with us today. Uh, I love this conversation. I had a great conversation. I, I really just want to continue this. Um, so I'm sure I'm yeah, sure we will get We're you ready. back on, talk with some of the board members, yeah. everything over time. Um, again, thank you. Thank the listeners. Um, yeah, just really excited for what's, what's going to happen. Well, and thank you for all the work you're doing. And thank you for opening up this conversation. Of course, of course. Oh, thank you again to all the listeners. And until next time.